0: Yeah, I don't know if it's because of, uh, of the virus or, or what, but uh, I saw a TV that was for sale for $2. And so I went and asked the guy, I said, really, $2 for this TV? He said, yeah, but he said, the volume doesn't work on it. And I said, well, I can't turn that down. Oh, come on, it's funny. Even people backstage are laughing. Surely that's funny couple had been married for 41 years and the guy told his wife, he said, remember when we started saving back in 1979 for that dream car? And his wife said, oh my goodness, we're finally going to get a new car? And he said, no, sweetie, we're going to get the 1979 Cadillac that we were praying for. There's your, there's your picture right there. These times remind us, it doesn't matter how much money you have, it doesn't matter It doesn't matter what you own or you think you own or where you work or what color you are or how tall you are. Uh, All the things that we thought were so important, I think probably deep down we knew better, although you still wonder about some people trying to hang on so tightly to this world. But you know what? People die every day, whether it's from this or from something else. And we need to be remembered, reminded that we've got to focus and we've got to make some decisions. Maybe for some of you, you've never heard about Jesus, the man who was God in the flesh and died on a cross to save your sins. Listen, all of history really hinges on two events. All right. Number one is the, the flood during Noah's time brought destruction to the whole earth and everything that we know today about geology, about life is shaped through what happened during that flood. But spiritually, that watershed moment was when Jesus died on the cross. Everything changed. And simply by accepting him, and I never thought I'd be in this position. But if you need to accept Jesus, there's a button that you can push. I have decided. You push that button and start praying, Jesus, I want you in my life. We will follow up with you. How do I get connected to this church or a church? How do I get baptized? Where 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 do I go? How do I grow in my faith? We'll help you with all of that. But there is nothing more important right now than you being ready for eternity. And I'm telling you, that's why so many people are full of anxiety. That's why they're full of depression. They're drinking themselves into stupors because they don't have hope because hope truly, can only come from the creator God because what I need is hope not just for this world but for eternity and this passage that we're going to look at in Luke chapter 9 today I did not select this for this event I planned this six months ago and here Jesus asked this question we'll get to it in a second he said so what good does it do for a man to gain the whole world And to lose his own soul. Wow. All right. Here we go. Luke chapter 9. Beginning in verse 18. I hope you're following along in your Bible. Or you'll go back and check this out later. But I want you to fact check me. Use your own Bible. Once when Jesus was praying in private. His disciples were with him. And he asked them. Who do the crowds Say I am? And they replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and still others, one of the ancient prophets, Matthew says Jeremiah there, one of the ancient prophets of long ago has come back to life. But what about you? Jesus asked, Who do you say I am? And Peter answered, God's Messiah. The word is anointed one. It is Savior. The one who came to rescue us from this world, from our sin, to give us hope in eternity. Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone. Now that seems like a strange phrase. Why is that there? Because the goal is to get to the cross, to die, to shed his blood, to fulfill the scripture, and to be raised on the third day. Here's what it says. Jesus said now... We found out what the crowd said. We found out what Peter thinks. Then Jesus says, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law. And he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. So don't tell anybody right now because i got to go through all this. Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my, my disciple, my follower, must deny himself Take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father. And of the holy angels. Truly, I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. Wow. What good will it do for a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? But Jesus said, if you lose it for me, you'll find it. Because the watershed moment of all history is that resurrection, which we're leading up to in two more weeks. Believe it or not, nobody knows what day it is, what time it is. Next weekend's Palm Sunday, and then Easter Sunday, and it will be the weirdest Easter that we've ever had. But that's okay, because Jesus is still raised from the dead. And our hope is secure. It's secure in Him. So listen if you're anxiety ridden, if you're dealing with depression right now, listen, listen, it's okay. It's okay. We were going to die one day anyway. I'm not saying that in a bad way, but just be prepared, live life, be careful, but know that your hope is secure. You don't have to fret and be full of, of, of anxiety. Listen, right now, the numbers are absolutely staggering and I'm I promise you I'm not minimizing this virus. I'm not trying to do that at all. But if you look up the number of people who have died in the last 12 months from alcohol, the number is off the chart. The number of people who have died because of suicide, because they were afraid of something. Listen, don't do that. There are people here who will talk to you we will you can email us you can you can respond on facebook you can respond to this message people are monitoring it you can call the office you can email the office somebody will respond to you we will pray for you do not get to that point where you drink yourself into a bad decision or you drug yourself into a bad decision or you just decide you know what it's not worth it I look back to 1929 the stock market I just can't imagine. I can't imagine jumping out of a building and killing myself because I lost my stock. But you see, if your hope is built on anything but Jesus, we found out in 30 days how all of that can be stripped away. Crazy. Okay, so Jesus said, What's going on? Who do the crowds think that I am? Now, I've studied this 30 years. I can't tell you how many times I've preached this. This event takes place in Caesarea Philippi. It's at the base of Mount Hermon, all the way up in northern Israel. Jesus goes up there, and and he's, he's teaching his disciples, and he says, who do they say I am? This just hit me this week while I'm studying this. All these years... Nobody said, I think you're Fred the plumber. Nobody said, I think you're Larry the pool man. No. Look at the list. Some people say, you're Elijah. Well, now there's a story. Go back and read about Elijah. Elijah Elijah has almost as many miracles in the Bible as Jesus does. Others... Say, John the Baptist. Well, John the Baptist has just been beheaded three years earlier. And John was a great prophet. They all knew he was a great prophet. Or others say an ancient prophet like Jeremiah. Jeremiah was one of the great prophets. He he prophesied in Jerusalem for like 50 years. He's got one of the longest careers in the history. He is one of the elite prophets. Who did the crowds say? The crowds didn't say, oh, you're just another guy. You're just another God. Even the crowds knew there was something special about this guy. Pay attention to that. Nobody said, oh, that's just Jack the preacher. No, they knew there was something really special going on here, even the average guy in the crowd. Now, there's certainly negative passages in the Bible about crowds it says in exodus 23 2 do not follow the crowd in doing wrong when you give a testimony in a lawsuit do not pervert justice by siding with the crowd do not go along with the crowd in doing wrong then jesus said in matthew 7 he talks about the two roads the wide road and the narrow road and he said he said many are on the broad road and it leads to destruction but narrow is the way that leads to life, and few find it. Listen, you found it. You know it. You've either, you either need to accept Jesus, you have, and you need to tell somebody else. But listen, if, if I'm ashamed of Jesus, he'll be ashamed of me. Listen, this time ought to be the greatest time in the history of the church. What do you care what anybody thinks? Say what you want. Invite people. Tell them the gospel. Repost this thing. Whatever you have to do, if ever there was a time in world history for the world to wake up, for the church to speak to the world and say, guys, you may be running out of time. I'm watching the news today. Tonight, tornadoes rolling through the Midwest. Listen, it never stops, my friends, until it stops. And then where do you end up? Scripture says that every man stands before the judgment seat of God. 2 Corinthians 5.10 Every man must appear before that judgment seat. The word that is used there in 2 Corinthians is the word bima. And uh, I've, been, I've been in Corinth and I've stood at the bima. And it's literally, it's a, it's a big wall and the judge sits up here and you stand down here, the bima, is the rule of law. That's where the judge is. And the judge makes the decision, and you simply are the recipient of that choice. But you get to choose right now. You can choose how Jesus responds to you by accepting what he did on the cross, man. Franklin Graham's got commercials on television begging people to accept Jesus. That's what we're doing right now because Jesus asked a second question. He says, "Okay, the crowds say that Peter, who do you say I am?" Didn't hesitate. He said, "You, you're the Christ, the Son of God. The Word is the Anointed One. You are the special one that." From Genesis 3.15, through all the prophets, spoke of the Messiah that was going to come, the Savior of the world, and he said, you are him. Who do you say Jesus is? Because the answer to that question is the only answer that matters in your life. When you stand in eternity, have you accepted Jesus? Now listen, I had a professor in college that taught an ethics class. And in ethics class, he talked to, he asked us a question. He said, well, why, why did you accept Jesus? And my, I was, I had a big mouth then too. And I was quick to answer. And I said, because I don't want to go to hell. I don't, I don't know what hell is, but I don't want to be eternally cut off from Jesus. I don't want to be in a place of darkness. I don't want to be a place in hell. And I do want to be with Jesus. My ethics professor, who was a dear friend of mine, became, became so later. He said, that's not the right motivation. You should want to accept Jesus to glorify him and to serve him. And I said, eh, that's all true. And to this day, I would tell you that's true. But I'm going to tell you, the biggest motivator that any of us have, despite what he said, ethics or not, is to save my backside from hell. I want to go to heaven. I want you to go to heaven. And I think you want to go to heaven. So make the decision. And listen, it's not just a foxhole decision. Follow through. I have decided... Help me get connected. Help me learn about Jesus. Help me learn the Bible. What do the crowd say? Somebody special. Who do you say? Let me define this for you. You are the Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah that's come into the world to save all of us. Well, then what did Jesus say? Jesus said, guys, look, I'm going to have to suffer a lot of things. Now, they obviously didn't fully grasp this because when we get down to Jerusalem next week when we palm sunday they like it when he rides the donkey in and the crowds are yelling and they're waving the palm branches everybody's celebrating here comes the messiah and he's fulfilling scripture we'll get to all of that next week but they forgot that he said no uh, he said i'll be rejected by the elders i'll be i'll be cut off i'll be cru- crucified i'll die a horrible death the prophecy in isaiah 52 and 53 he said i will be killed couldn't be much more clear could it but he said then on the third day i'll be raised it's amazing what can happen in three days it's amazing what can happen over a month isn't it a month ago the stock market was at its height the economy's booming it was again it was like the roaring 20s in 30 days everything changed Three days, everything changed. The watershed moment of all history, whether you knew it or not, is that moment when Jesus died on the cross to take away your sin and my sin. The only thing that is left is for you to make a decision. Who did the crowd say? Who did you say? And Jesus said, Let me tell you who I am. I am the Messiah, and I am going to pay this price. And so you've got to keep this under wraps right now. Until I fulfill all the scripture, and once I'm raised from the dead, then you can go tell everybody about me. Wow. Luke twenty-two forty-four says, Jesus, being in anguish, prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. That's in the garden. That's right before they arrest him. That's before he's had the crown of thorns jammed on his head and blood and being whipped and his skin and muscle and and tendons are being ripped off of his body. Blood is everywhere. He's carrying a cross. He's going to be crucified. He knows what's coming. And what's he doing? He's praying. All right, let's go back to where I started. At that moment, while Jesus has been doing a lot of doing. And he's been teaching the disciples to do a lot of doing. Right now, he's being. He's praying. He's being one with the Father. That's where we've got to get. We've got to get to that spot where we work on not just what we do, but we have to work on the being. Now, I'm just going to say this because you've got time to do homework. Jesus said, so who do you say I am? I am don't miss that statement. It is one of the great statements. You, you know we've been through this before, but in Exodus, when God revealed himself to Moses and Moses said, what's your name? He said, I am. The word means, are you ready for this? To be. It's a verb. It means to be connected with God, to be, to exist. We get so busy to doing that we forget to be about to being. And the I am statement would not have been missed on Peter. And later on, Jesus will say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. So he says to Peter, Who do you say I am? I'm telling you, Peter would have shivered when he said that. So when he responds back and says, You are the anointed one. What a moment that must have been. Listen, I want to finish with this story. I got a report from one of our missionary friends. I won't mention his name for safety reasons, but he's he's in Central Africa. Let's just, that's a pretty wide swath. He's been working, trying to help a person find Jesus. They've been listening through the Bible because most of the people are illiterate. And so he's got the Bible in their language and they've been listening through it. And recently... One of the people decided, I am going to become a Christian. Here's a picture of the baptism that takes place. He walked 37 miles to say, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. I want to be buried. I want to leave my old life down there, and I want to be raised to live a new life. I want that hope. He walked 37 miles to make the same proclamation that Jesus did. You are the Christ, the anointed one. So the question today is not what the crowd said or not what Peter said or even what Jesus said. The question that will give you peace and hope today is about what do you say? So Father, as we Continue to worship, and I pray that that we will truly do this. Set aside distractions, not just turn this off, but take time to pray. Sing this song to be, to connect ourselves with the one who is the great I am. The one who says, I am be. Father, you are so great and so above what we can understand. But I do know this. I don't want to go to hell. I want to spend eternity with you. So, Father, everybody that needs to pray and hit that decide button, whatever, whatever you're doing out there, Father, may your spirit move mightily. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.